Welcome back to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. This week, um, man, we have an incredible athlete on the show. Um, if you're a fan of ultra running and if you've heard of an event called the Barkley Marathons, um, which if you haven't, stop what you're doing immediately and look up some information about this race. It's uh, known as one of the hardest races in the whole entire world. Uh, only 15 people have completed it. It takes place at Frozen Head State Park in Tennessee. The race director, Laz, is one of the most unique personalities in ultra running, um, if not in the whole entire United States. <laughs> uh, and there's this great documentary on Amazon about the Barkley Marathons called, I think it's called Barkley Marathons, The Race That Eats Us Young. Check those out immediately so you can have an understanding of what this event enta entails. Um, and today we're talking with someone who recently, his name's kind of been synonymous with the Barkley Marathons, with Frozen Head State Park. Um, he was the 15th finisher uh, the most recent finisher, which was, uh, I believe, three, two or three years ago at this point. But we're talking with John Kelly. Um, John Kelly, like I said, is this incredible athlete. He is just a beast at mountain running um, and just a really nice guy, really awesome guy. Uh, and what I wanted to do is I really wanted to dig into some of his mindset in this episode, uh, he recently posted something that I found really interesting. It was a blog post um, at his website, randomforestrunner.com, and it was called Look How Tough I Am. <laughs> and basically, the premise of this post or of this article was this fine line in ultra running of pushing yourself outside your physical comfort zone, but also doing it for the right reason. Not just doing it to be like, I'm a badass or, you know, I ran on a broken foot for 50 miles. Look how tough I am. Like, that's not a good reason. Um, instead, making sure your goals that you're taking on are for the right reasons, right? Like personal growth, personal challenge, um, really trying to see what you're capable of. And I really was just curious about how he ties that whole aspect of you know racing smart which is obviously what all of us strive to do or should strive to do but also pushing through something as incredibly challenging borderline impossible as Barkley uh the Barkley marathon so um I really wanted to get into that but really man I just this guy's incredible and I feel so honored to even have the opportunity to sit down and chat with him and have a conversation and kind of like try to dig in to what really drives this guy. Like, how does he manage these really tough, difficult moments? And ultimately, as he's as he's chasing success and you have all the ups and downs and peaks and valleys along the way, what causes him to ultimately succeed? Um which is was really interesting to me. So uh, anyways, I hope you guys enjoy the show. He gets into a little bit at the end uh, some of his recent or more recent plans. Uh, he has a big adventure planned at the end of this month um, in his new home of England. So please check that out. Please listen. Please follow him along with him. His All of his stuff can be found at Random Forest Runner. But yeah, let's get into it. This is the Like a Bigfoot podcast with John Kelly. All right, guys, welcome to this week's episode of Like a Bigfoot Podcast. Uh, this week, I'm I'm so stoked, man. I'm talking to John Kelly. Uh, John is just an incredible ultra runner. Uh, if you follow the Barkley Marathons at all, his name has kind of recently become like synonymous with with the hardships of that event uh, and you know the accomplishments that you can like you know the glory that comes with you know, taking that on. So, so thanks, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. Happy to be here. Yeah. Well, so I originally reached out because, well, first of all, I mean, anyone in the ultra running community, like 
as most people are like i'm a huge i'm a fan you know i've i've followed the barkley marathons and like anytime you know people have gotten you know even three loops into that thing you're even one loop i have to probably imagine but like my mind is completely blown so following that i've heard about you for quite some time um but you wrote this really interesting post called on your blog called look how tough i am and i just i liked your message in that so uh can we kind of dive into that yeah of course um yeah so i guess like I don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong, but the premise that I got from it was there's a lot of this emphasis these days on like being quote unquote like a badass and pushing yourself beyond what is possibly safe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like pushing yourself yeah. into zones where you could easily become injured just to kind of like, I don't know. Then it's weird, man. There's this weird dynamic of you obviously want to push yourself to the point where you're enduring some sort of, you know, like you're enduring endurance is hard physically, but at the same time, you don't want to like put yourself in danger, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's a matter of perspective of, of really in, in knowing what your goals are, uh, what the possible consequences of those are and knowing how to find that balance. Uh, you know, one thing that I've, I've always kind of struggled with and, and thought in, in the Barkley marathons is, is the perception of it as the masochist's marathon or uh, a, a sadistic race. Uh, and, and, you know, this is one of those things, like many things uh, we do in life that is, the the pleasure is is not in the pain itself. Uh, the the pain is accepted as a necessary obstacle uh, to get uh, the outcome that we desire, the goal that we're seeking. Uh, but but we're not going into it uh, with that as as the primary purpose. Um, so there there's there's a distinction uh, between that to me. Uh, and, and of course, you're, you're going to endure uh, a, a great deal of pain uh, in the event and in training for it. Uh, but, you know, the, you've got you've to know where to draw the line, where that starts to affect other aspects of your life, other goals that uh, are maybe uh, more important like being able to uh, keep your your health and uh, set the right sort of example for your kids. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, it's it is funny though because it is that line, and it's like a really fine line when it comes to ultra running. Because um, you're right, you know, you don't want to push to the point where you're putting your life at risk or your health, or like you said, like being able to hang out with your kids. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't know. It's just funny coming from you because I'm like the Barkley Marathon, it has to push yourself beyond anything you possibly think is comfortable. Oh, of course. Uh, you know, it, no matter who you are uh, at Barkley, you're, you're going to want to quit at some point. There is going to be uh, discomfort, pain, uh, really miserable conditions as, as a part of that. Uh, and, and pushing through it, uh, is, is really a, a psychological battle. It's, it's a mental battle. Uh, and, and that's the sort of thing, uh, that in most cases you can, uh, come out the other side of that stronger from it. You know what you're capable of, you know what your limits are, you know how to better uh, push some of those limits. Uh, but when it starts to become uh, more an issue of, of continuing to cause some sort of uh, permanent damage rather than uh, coming out the other side stronger, to me, that's that's where it, it again loses its purpose because the 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 internal goal of these things 
is to discover more about who you are and more about what you're capable of and, and to become a, a better, stronger person uh, through that experience. But if, if, you, if you're beating yourself down to the point where you come out of it weaker, uh, whether mentally or physically, then, then that's, that's pretty counterproductive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can you kind of give us an idea of like, what was your history with Barkley? Cause I know you've kind of had a fascinating, a fascinating history with that race and connections to that race. Yeah. So I, I first did it in 2015. Uh, I, uh, you know, it's a race that I, I had known about for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, I had just, it had kind of been one of those ideas in my, the back of my mind, but not something I thought would, would ever actually uh, happen. And, and as I got more into endurance sports and, and continued to improve, uh, it kind of registered with me that, that maybe I, I could give it a shot. Uh, and, and my, my family is, is lived there. Um, next to the park for 200 years, uh, long before the, the park was a park. Uh, and, and so it, it did have a, a great deal of, of personal meaning to me. Uh, and so that's, that's been a huge driver for me, uh, in my years at the Barkley of being able to push through that, that discomfort and, and pain in the race. Yeah. Um, and it took me three years uh, to, to overcome that fully and, and get the finish. Uh, but, but each year, you know, I, I went and I found my limit and I, I came back again the next year stronger uh, because I, I took myself uh, to the breaking point and, and I learned from that and I, I came back from it. Yeah. What is the, what is the breaking point in that race feel like? <laughs> um, yeah, there's, there's some, uh, there's some video out there, um, from, from both years of, of yeah. my breaking point. Uh, and it's, well, it, it can really come in, in different ways, uh, at least as I've experienced it, but it's, it is just complete, um, physical and, and mental exhaustion and, and it's it, you know you can lose a Barkley by uh, being unable uh, to continue uh, in uh, at the pace required or you can lose a Barkley by being unwilling uh, to continue at the pace required yeah. or uh, believing that you can no longer continue at the pace required. So that, that is what I think one of the unique things about the race is, is that breaking point is, is not the same for everyone. It's not even the same for the same person in, in two different years. Uh, you know, you could, you could reach it, uh, mentally, you could reach it, uh, physically, whether it's through speed or through some uh, injury or other issue you're facing, um, it, you know, but, but whatever it is, uh, wherever it's, it's easiest for you to be broken, uh, the, the race will find that and, and come at you yeah. right there. Yeah. Do people afterwards just sit around camp like sharing what broke them or is that kind of like... I don't know. Do you keep it private or do you share it and like kind of like commiserate? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, people definitely do. Uh, this year was really the only year that, that I've been back in camp uh, early enough to, to see some of that. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, and that's that's a big part of it, I think, especially the. Uh, people that, that drop out a, a bit earlier is that that first night uh, uh, around the campfire as, as people are, are really coming in and, and taps is, is rolling through the night. Yeah. Yeah. What's so what's kind of like, I mean, like you said, you there are multiple ways where it, and it, it finds the ways to defeat people. But what's kind of like some of the most common ones that that you've seen or you've heard about, I guess, like while you've been involved with this race? 
Um, I mean, again, it's, it's just people, whether they reach their physical limits or yeah. whether they think they have reached their physical limits and have no will to continue. Yeah. Uh, as, as far as how it gets to those limits, it, it could be the weather, it could be uh, just raw physical capability, uh, it could be uh, nutrition, it could be sleep deprivation, it could be navigation, uh, just tons of things uh, that, that could that could hit you and, and get you to that point where you're just uh, unwilling or unable to, to continue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so um, your second attempt, you made it to the fifth loop, right? Uh, yeah. So when you made it to that loop, did you, I kind of, I want to, I want to know, like when you started the fifth loop, did you know you were like you probably weren't going to finish, but you started it anyways, or was it like, no, like was your mindset so solid? Like, Hey, I got to like, I got to keep positive here. Like I'm, I'm going to get this done. Um, I mean, as long as there was any swimmer of hope whatsoever, <laughs> yeah. uh, I was, I was going to continue. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I told my crew that year to, to absolutely uh, not let me quit in camp under any circumstances. Uh, and if I uh, wanted to quit badly enough or I recognized that I no longer had any chance, then uh, I, I would quit while on the loop where it's, it's, it's harder to quit. It's, it's just too easy to quit in camp. Yeah. Uh, so I, I did. I, I went and got that first book. Uh, but then, you know, I just, I had to face reality that there was, there was no way yeah. I, I could finish at that point. Yeah. So, and then you made the tweaks and stuff and you came back the next year and obviously like, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, I don't, why do you think it's captured the imaginations of so many people? You know, like even my friends who are not ultra runners, they've never been to an ultra running event. Uh, and yet the Barkley marathons, like that's the thing they're like, just completely blows their mind. I, I think it's, it's part the, the uncertainty of it. Uh, you know, that's, that's part of what fascinates people about any uh, spectator sport is uh, the excitement of not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. And, and there's so many variables at Barkley. Uh, you just, you never know. Uh, you have no idea what uh, the outcome is, is going to be for for anyone. Yeah. And the, the other thing, I, I think it just really fascinates people uh, to, to see someone pushing themselves to, to the absolute limit and, and striving to accomplish something that... Uh, that person themselves may not have known was possible, uh, much, much less, uh, observers. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a quote from the Barkley marathons movie The you know, the, that's kind of what put it on a lot of people's radar, um, who aren't in the ultra running community, I feel like, but, uh, Laz has a quote and I'm probably going to butcher it cause I don't know it exactly, but essentially the idea is like, Hey, if you really truly want to accomplish something, it has to be like nearly impossible. It has to be like damn hard to accomplish, you know? And I don't know. I just, I feel like that sentence kind of like summarizes to me as someone who's never been there never had the experience, never raced it or anything like that. But like that sentence kind of like captures the spirit of what I think he's trying to put out. Yeah, and it's, uh, it, you know, I I don't know that it has to be taken uh, fully to, to that extreme, but I, I do think if you look at it the, the, at the other end of the spectrum, uh, it's, it's certainly true uh, that uh, you, you can't really accomplish anything uh, if if there's no challenge involved, if there's no element of failure, uh, then, then to me, that's just a task. It's, yeah. it's not a goal. It's, it's not an accomplishment. It's just, uh, you know, it, it's like taking out the trash. It's, it's something that you did. 
Yeah. Yeah, man. Dude, it's just, ah, oh, man. I just, I love listen, like hearing about it so much. And how did, how did you kind of like harden your mind over those years to work your way up to the point where you had the opportunity to finish? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've always been a, a pretty stubborn person uh, once I get my mind fixated on something. Yeah. Uh, and and so I, I think my mind was already there, and it was just a matter of uh, keeping it there long enough to, to get my experience and to get my uh, body and the shape to be able to, to do it. Yeah. I, I always tell people, I'm like, stubbornness is maybe like the key trait in ultra running you know because you kind of got to be like you got to keep pushing even though like you know sometimes your mind is telling you to quit which is why i do i just find it interesting like your article because there's that balance you know like you have to keep pushing even though even even though at times you're gonna want to quit or you get to those low points but at the same time like your point was you also need to understand like when it's too much when you're you got to understand when it's just time to call it a day and come back fighting the next day yeah and and again if if you look at it uh from a perspective of of trying to uh improve yourself whether uh you know physically or uh, mentally through through discovering uh, new things uh, about yourself, then, then it's an easy, it's a pretty easy decision for me uh, when you kind of cross that that threshold where you're doing more harm than good. Yeah. Uh, whether you're you're doing harm to your psyche or doing harm to your body, uh, that is not going to uh, recover, and and that you're not going to to grow stronger from. Yeah. Yeah. Is that kind of so you came back to Barkley this year and you made it two loops and you're doing, you know, you looked fairly strong according to, you know, all the people who were there's like perspective and you called it a day. So did that mindset kind of like play into that decision? Uh, there were a few things in that. And, and one, I just, um, you know, I, I had the experience to know that uh, the the chances of me we didn't have a very good second loop, uh, and the chances of of me finishing yeah. at, at that point were with the time and with uh, kind of how I was feeling and and how my mindset was. Uh, the odds were extremely. Uh, you know, I, I would say pretty much none at, at that point. Uh, I I realized with with how I was already feeling physically and, and mentally uh, that I, I did not have uh, the right mindset and motivation this year to be able to to push through yeah. uh, the the obstacles and and the pain that I knew. Uh, the, the fourth and fifth loop would bring, and, and you know that was that was kind of a a curse. You, yeah. Ignorance is bliss sometimes, <laughs> and yeah. when you don't know how bad those loops are going to suck, it's it's easier to kind of ignore that. Yeah, it's kind um, of like the bane of being a veteran, and the like. You know, you've finished it before, and it's so that yeah, you're right. Like the experience really like puts those that like you understanding like oh man i'm gonna have to go through some like serious hardships on these next few loops yeah and uh, on top of that the value of a finish uh just just wasn't as high for me yeah uh because i i had been there um there was uh really less for me to discover through a finish what i was really looking to find out this year was uh, what I was still capable of if, if I did have uh, a different mindset, a different uh, perspective on the race. And, and I found that early on. Yeah. Um, so, you know, continuing, I, I wouldn't have 
really gained anything else. I, I wouldn't have uh, grown from it in any way. I, I wouldn't have gotten uh, a finish. Getting three or four loops didn't really hold any value to me as an accomplishment. And I've, I've got a whole lot of other uh, exciting things planned for this year that uh, I, I probably would have uh, significantly decreased my yeah. probability of doing well in those uh, endeavors. Yeah, man, that's like a very logical way to think about it. And, you know, taking like the ego out of your, you know, where it's just like, am I growing from this? Probably not at this point, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, I've, I've said many times before, but Barkley has to be about internal motivation. I think anything uh, of that magnitude uh, and that difficulty has to have internal motivation. Yeah. Uh, and once I even started like considering uh, any sort of external forms of motivation, like, oh, what would this look like if I quit? You know, at that point, I, I, I knew it was over. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that wasn't going to to get me through loop four. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because that eventually is going to build up over the race. Yeah, yeah. I I'm very curious about this because um, I ran a stage race last year um, in from Fruta, Colorado to Moab, and I'm signed up again for the second year. And I usually don't repeat events. And so I am a bit concerned of like, is my motivation there? Because last year at this time of year, I was like 100% all in, 100% focus. And now I'm definitely not, I, or at least the way I'm perceiving myself, I'm like, I'm not at that same level right now. So any advice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can definitely overcome a lot uh, with with experience yeah. uh, and and with uh, your mindset during the race. You know, I, I think that's how, it, particularly in ultra running, we see uh, a lot of veterans who maybe no longer have the physical capability they once had, uh, or really the same drive and motivation that they once had. Uh, they're, they're still uh, smashing uh, yeah. some of the, the younger competitors out there. Just so, solely based off of, not solely, but like based off of their experience and how did they, they've, they're like, I've been in this situation before. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, ultra running isn't necessarily about having the, the biggest engine or, or the, the most horsepower or anything. It's, it's about having the most efficient engine, yeah. you know, how, how much, uh, how far can you you go with with what you've got? Yeah, have you? Do you think you've gotten close to how far you you can go? Like, have you? Because I I just I saw you recently did a two hundred mile race, and like at the end of a two hundred mile race, are you thinking to yourself, "Well, I could probably have gone further," or are you just like completely out of gas at that point? Well, I mean you're you're pacing yourself for, yeah. for the distance. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was, I was done at that point. That race had some, some pretty rough terrain and some rough conditions. Uh, so I was, uh, definitely happy to be done then. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, I feel like in any ultra of any distance, you're almost kind of, your mind is bargaining with your body, uh, the entire time. So, when you finish, that's that's kind of it. Your your mind says okay, or sorry, your body says okay. I, I did what you asked me. Uh, that was the deal. I'm done. Yeah. Get me some ice cream. <laughs> and so you know that's why if you ever have one of those races where where you like you think that you're almost done, but then it turns out there's like an extra two miles. Yeah. That those are the hardest two miles of, of your life uh, because just just mentally going from that state of, oh, I'm almost done to, oops, sorry, you got two miles left. Uh, that's that's a lot to overcome. Yeah. It kind of like throws you off because you aren't, you're doing more than expected at that point. Right. That's interesting, so, man. But yeah, I mean, there, there are tons of, 
of other adventures uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to out there, uh, different things to to explore, both uh, you know in the mountains and, and about myself to to see what what I'm capable of. Yeah, are you like do you solely want to do mountain races, or are you kind of like all over the board? Because you know, ultra running, there's so many different types of races to take on and terrains and things like that. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, there are certainly uh, things I, I will do that aren't what you would consider mountain races, uh, but that's definitely where my strength lies. Yeah. Uh, and that's also uh, what I just tend to enjoy the most. So yeah. there, there are plenty of events out there that kind of meet those two criteria uh, that, that can more than fill up my schedule. So, you know, I, I don't know that I, I want to uh, knock one of those out of the schedule to, to replace it with one that's not as well suited for me and, and yeah. not as fun for me. That makes sense. Yeah, totally, man. What um, I did want to ask you a little bit. I saw recently you just started, like, knocking out all the mountains in uh, Frozen Head State Park. <laughs> what, was, what was kind of the inspiration for that and how did that whole – because, you know, that's one of those, like, solo adventures it's not a race it's it's like a your own goal it's no one else really is involved in it no one else probably really even cares one way or the other but it's like important to you so can you kind of like tell us a little bit about that whole concept yeah so i mean that that was just uh giving myself a, a challenge and and something to shoot for and something uh to to kind of keep me motivated uh, while spending a, a good chunk of, of time out there uh, over this past year uh, when I was in visiting uh, my parents and, and kind of uh, using it as a halfway point uh, between yeah. our, our move over to, to England. Uh, so that's, that's something I, I, I do a lot where, you know, I, I, I like to have goals associated with what I'm doing, uh, no matter uh, how big they are, uh, just something to, to really uh, motivate me and give me uh, that sense of satisfaction once once I get them. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. So, so what was the goal for this one? You were just like every peak I, there, you were trying to get up or what? No, I was... I was um, getting all, all the Strava segments oh, in the that's park. Right. That's right. So yeah, there were there were something around. I, I think it ended at, at around seventy segments. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was about sixty, but then of course uh, other people found other segments. Yeah. Uh, that that I I had missed. So you, you know it was it was fun. Um, you know, and and at the same time now I'm I'm glad it's it's done. And when I go out there, I can just explore or I can set my sights on a new goal. Yeah, definitely. Was there any like particular segment that was like difficult to get or was it pretty much you just got them as on your first try? Yeah, there were, there were definitely a few that were, were pretty tough. Uh, a, a few of the, the big climbs, uh, and, most of them, yeah, I, I would just uh, go for a long run out there and, and pick them up along the way. Yeah, uh, but but there were a few that I, especially when it got towards the end, I had to look and, and see which ones uh, I didn't have and and go give a uh, harder effort out there that day to to pick some of them up, uh, particularly. Uh, at some of the the initial climbs that started from you know the the parking areas that yeah. those those get visited more. Oh yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, people are probably taking those on. It's just funny because like you hear about. Well, I heard about that whole quest for you, and then like Ricky Gates, if you've been following his stuff, where he's running every street in certain cities. Like, it's just funny how technology has opened up these new challenges that people are taking on and it's it's really cool i i'm i'm totally inspired by by that kind of stuff yeah and and that's the the thing you know it there it doesn't matter where you are or where you live there's there's yeah. some uh fun goal uh that you can make out of your training uh to 
to go after and, and get. Yeah, definitely. Well, so, okay. So now that you moved over across the pond, as they say, um, <laughs> what kind of goals are you looking at? I saw a big one on your Instagram, but, um, I'll let you kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Right now I'm, I'm enjoying exploring a new area, yeah. uh, just kind of getting out and, and learning my way around and, uh, discovering new places. Uh, the, the big one though, I've actually got coming at the end of this month. I'm, I'm doing, uh, all three of, so the UK has three big rounds, yeah. uh, that are kind of circuits through some of the, uh, mountain regions in the country. Uh, so Bob Graham, Patty Buckley and, and Charlie Grains rounds. Uh, and it's, uh, sort of a, a big goal, uh, of, of people to, to do those, uh, in under 24 hours, yeah. uh, usually. And so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm trying to do uh, all three of them right in a row and, and ride my bike in between them to where it's it's kind of a fully uh, self-propelled uh, ad- adventure. Cool. Uh, and, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm in this situation where I'm over here for a couple of years and I, I want to take advantage of it and, and see as much as I can. Uh, so I kind of thought of, of how can I do that? How can I, uh, again, kind of create a goal that is, is uniquely me and uniquely fits my own passion. I'm, I'm passionate about frozen head. Uh, I'm, I also really enjoy, uh, biking. So I, I, I just put this thing together of, of exploring these new areas, uh, getting out on my bike in between them. Uh, and I'm also just, uh, really excited to, to learn uh, and, and be able to experience the, the history be, behind each of these rounds. It's just uh, such a, a unique area over here and, and being, you know, I, I love frozen head in those mountains because there's such rich history yeah. uh, in them is, is one big part of that. And you know, that, that history is like 200 years old where, whereas <laughs> over here, that's quite, you know that that's nothing to yeah. 200 years so um, i'm excited uh to to really dive into that and, and not just you know go out there and tick it off the box but but to really uh be able to do that in order to to better experience uh the area while i'm here yeah, definitely. Um, have you dived into the history yet? Like, have you learned anything? I don't know. Like, is there any t- historical factor, idea, or story that you've learned that you're like, whoa, that's pretty crazy? Uh, well, I'm, I'm sitting here with, with a couple of, of books on my desk that I'm, I'm looking to, to dive into that's uh, awesome. here in the coming weeks. This one is... Uh, the Round in Bob Graham's Footsteps by, by Steve Chilton. And I've got a few others uh, that, that people have, have recommended to me. So uh, yeah. I can do it. That's awesome. I I just like barely even scratching the surface on the history. I just saw when Bob Graham set this, like when he first did the 24 hours, 42 peaks kind of deal. And it's just interesting to me. It's 1932. And just to think like what a just rich part of just like humanity it is to set these goals, you know, and going out and trying to accomplish them. Cause really like him going out and doing these 42 peaks, like he did it solely for himself and his own probably personal growth. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like it's just, it's just tells me something about like humans crave this. I feel like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, man. It's awesome. I'm So how long in between, like how long do you think this whole entire, like doing these three rounds, like how long are you expecting it to take you? Uh, I'm, I'm shooting for doing it all under 100 hours. So no sleep or like minimum sleep? Yeah, I'll, I'll sleep a couple times probably. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Can you kind of describe, like, if people haven't seen what this part of the world looks like, like, how are these mountains different from the Appalachians and, like, Frozen Head and things like that? 
Yeah, so I've, I've been out to small portions of uh, Bob Green and, and Patty Buckley so far. I haven't gotten out to Charlie Ramsey. I, I honestly don't know if I, I'll, I'll be able to. It's way up in Scotland, uh, quite a ways from me. Uh, but it's, <clears throat> it, it's you know, it's, uh, I, I don't know how to best describe it. It's just yeah. these vast open mountains, uh, just vast fields. There, there's no forests left on them. Uh, they're, they're quite rocky in places. They're, they're bogs. Uh, they're, they're random sheep all over the place. And it's just... Uh, in an entirely different feel, uh, and it's it's one uh, that you know I, I've only been able to describe as as kind of uh, pleasant and, and peaceful. You know, it's uh, just uh, out there and and, and such a, a calming and, and awe-inspiring area uh, with just uh, again these these open views that are are covered in in green. Uh, you know, the Appalachians, you're, you're kind of, you know, uh, the, the dense forests and the vegetation, yeah. and I, I love it, uh, but it, it gives a more closed-in feeling. Uh, and then the, uh, you know, you go out west and typically you've got the uh, drier and uh, kind of more solid rock. Uh, type mountains like if you go out in the Sierra and you have the granite everywhere and it's uh, it's it's incredible uh, I, I love it but it, here it's it's just lush fields that yeah. are, are going over these uh, e- enormous mountains it's uh, it, it's a different feel and it's one that I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, getting uh, deeper into yeah that's awesome man i when i think like i don't know because i lived in virginia for three years so i fe- that's where i first like fell in love with trail running um and that the thing i really liked about the mountains there and the appalachian mountains and stuff like that is you're right like you're in these tunnels of green you're in the woods the whole like for a lot of the you know any hike or run that you do and yet when you get to a view, it kind of feels like you earned it. You know what I mean? I don't know how to describe it. It's like, oh, I earned this. Like I didn't have this view the whole entire way up. And you can kind of like sit there and enjoy it a little bit more. Um, oh, yeah. You know, whereas now like I'm in Colorado and you have these incredible views all the time. So there's something awesome about that. But it's 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 just a different feel, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally get that. And like I said, I appreciate both of them. And uh, I'm, I'm really just enjoying uh, finding the, the new things uh, that I can over here. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, I'm super pumped to kind of like see how your journey on those rounds go. That's And the whole self-propelled aspect of it just makes it that much more special, you know, and it's kind of like a unique event that you designed yourself, which is, which is one of my favorite things about ultra running too, is like, you don't just have these races, like the races are amazing and awesome and fun in their own ways. But you like, there's so many people out there doing these really cool self invented adventures. And I think that's really important. Yeah. Find what inspires you and what motivates you and and then go do it. it you don't have to uh, take take something that someone else has handed you yeah man that's awesome i love that advice um i think we'll probably just we'll wrap up there uh can you kind of give us an idea like i think your blog is awesome you are you do such a good job expressing your thoughts and your feelings during these events um and it's entertaining, you know, <laughs> so I really enjoy it. So can you kind of like let people know where to find uh, that and like where to kind of follow your journey? Yeah, the, the blog is, is randomforestrunner.com. Uh, that's uh, most of my social media accounts. Uh, that's my handle as well, uh, except Twitter. I, it's spelled weird because they limit how many characters you can have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if, if you go to the blog, 
uh, all my social media uh, is is linked there from that that first page. Awesome, awesome. And uh, the the grand round I'll, I'll I'll probably have with with live tracking and and post links for that for people to be able to kind of follow along where I am. That's so cool, man. Well, dude, best of luck for that. That's pretty epic and pretty incredible. Thank you. Yeah, man. Well, thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. Enjoy <laughs> the rest of your day. Yeah, you too. Enjoy your night, I guess I should say. Yeah, yeah thanks. <laughs> okay, that wraps up the show. Thank you, John. Thanks again for chatting with me. Um, you know, it's always funny when when I'm recording the podcast and someone is in like a completely different part of the world, I always have to like try to do time zone math. And I'm proud to say, I think I correctly did time zone math <laughs> today, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it was awesome talking with him. It was pretty late over in England. So thank you so much. I'm so grateful, um, that you were willing to share your time with us on the show and share some of your philosophies, mindsets and, uh, adventures, both past and future, um, because, man, that whole self-initiated, self-driven quest that he's about to take on at the end of this month, it sounds so cool. Um, I wish there was a better, you know, I, you could use a better word, but, like, how cool does that sound, you know? Like, taking off on your bike, running these famous, like, they're famous. If you look up, like, ultra running in England – the Bob Graham round, Charlie Rand's round, like these are his famous runs in this area. Um, and so to do that and to link them by bikes is just really, really cool to me. Uh, and that's kind of the inspiration I'm taking from this one. Um, what captures your imagination? What adventures really inspire you and really like, you know, get you excited to just get out there and get after it? Um, I think that's super important, especially in those dark moments, especially if you're doing something and it's hard and it's challenging and you're beat up and you smell bad and like you feel miserable and all that stuff. Um, if you have that spark, you know, if you have that like real desire to have this specific adventure you're in the midst of that can drive you through those moments. Do you know what I mean? Like, if there's an area you really want to explore and yet it's difficult to get to and there are moments where you feel low, just being inspired to do that, to go out there and see it or see what's around the corner, right? Like you're in an, if you're in an area you've never experienced before, you're like, man, what's around that corner past that rock? Like what's that view going to look like? Even that, like just wondering what, like it's coming along the way along this trail sometimes that can just drive you through because you found your why if your why in that moment is to go out and experience something you've never experienced just for the sole purpose of adventure that is a why that is powerful you know it seems kind of silly where it's like if i'm going out and i'm doing my own self-designed thing no one else is invested in this. Only I'm invested. Surely that would make me make it easier to quit something, right? Like there's this idea of like, oh, if you tell people your goal, you'll be more successful. But I almost think if it's something that is meaningful and special to you, it's almost the opposite of that. Like it's going to be, if it's something that's so meaningful in your life, or you have this des intense desire to go explore these areas, that is going to be way more powerful, a way more powerful motivator than anything external, right? Or really being like, oh, I'm going to let these people down if I quit. Like, if you're like, I'm going to let myself down because I'm not going to eventually make it to the end, wherever the end of your adventure is, and you're like, man, I know in this moment i might want to quit but in a week from now it's going to be i'm going to regret it and i'm going to feel anxious and i'm going to feel down at my on my at myself because i didn't didn't you know see how much i had left in my tank um i think i think that's what makes these self-propelled adventures that we hear about 
um, so powerful. So I guess my challenge to myself this week and maybe you guys, um, try to find an adventure. Like John said, there's adventures everywhere. Like it could be in your hometown, right? It could be in a place you've lived in your whole entire life and you feel like you've seen every bit of this place. And yet you can design an adventure that really drives you, really makes you passionate. Um, and so this week, let's try to look for those, right? Like if you're listening to this, when I first put it out, this is in the beginning of May, like summer is upon us, right? So we all have all these cool things we want to accomplish in the summer. Let's design something really unique and really fun and interesting. So, um, yeah. And as for the podcast, you know, I've interviewed a few different people who have really kind of represented this idea. Um, a couple just, you know, some of my best friends, Calvin Johansson, one of my best friends, he set out a few summers ago and he wanted to climb and summit all the hundred tallest mountains in the continental U.S. And that adventure, I mean, even to this day when we talk, we still talk about that. Like it was very meaningful to him. And obviously that's like a huge thing, right? Like you, yours might not be, you know, something that takes like the whole entire summer. It takes a hundred days like his or whatever, but it is that idea, right? So, um, or I'm thinking about last summer, I interviewed a guy named Justin Simone and he lives in Boulder and he, he kind of does this whole bike propelled climbing mountains kind of deal too. And, and he does all these, basically his thing is self made adventures and he looks at it almost like little art projects along the way. Um, and it's kind of like his art that he's putting out into the world kind of, uh, which is super cool. And I love that idea. Uh, Pete Kostelnik, uh, he ran from Alaska to Florida, you know, that's, no one else is doing that. You know what I mean? No one else is doing it. No one else is really like invested in it except him. And yet that investment that he has in it is just beyond even like probably describable, right? Like he's so invested in this thing because it's something he created from scratch. Um, so, so yeah, let's all get after it. I want to try to do something. I have some adventures in mind that I would like to, try to take on that would be meaningful to me and i hope you guys are starting to formulate that stuff too um but yeah that wraps up the show this week like i said john is awesome please check out his blog check out all of his stuff randomforestrunner.com and yeah we'll get back at you next week see you